In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to a visit from the FBI. This is our fantasy booking show uh, where we throw out some curveballs at each other and force each other to try to fantasy book things that probably won't ever happen. Um, some Can we could. call it nightmare booking sometimes? <laughs> yeah, it might be a nightmare booking, but... Do you remember what you did to me last week with Lacey Evans? <laughs> well, just wait for this week. Just you wait. Oh, oh Lord. <laughs> but, as always, I am Officer Mark Smart. I am joined by my partner in crime fighting, D-A-K Fabe. D-A-I-M K Fabe. Yes. Dame K Fabe. <laughs> Dame K Fabe. Um, so, uh, we'll just get right into it with our first case. Let's do it. Bring it on. Okay, let's get started. Um, I'll start this week. Uh, fantasy booking case number one. Book the WWE Queen of the Ring tournament. Now, they didn't do this. They haven't announced one. Uh, so the floor is entirely open. And with their roster, you could even do a shorter tournament. You don't have to necessarily do a 16-person tournament. But just kind of book it. I want to see how you think it would go. Book the Queen of the Ring tournament. Um, I, I, that's that's a wonderful, wonderful surprise. <laughs> uh, I thought um, I thought you'd have fun with it. Well, it would take the entire roster, it seems, sometimes, most times. Um, I think they did eight on each side for the men, but you could do just an eight-person uh, one if you Yeah, I, I mean, it would... It, yeah. I mean, they, they've got enough women uh, between Raw and SmackDown, because you'd be doing it across both, that you could do a 16-woman, but there would definitely be some. Mm-hmm. So... But we're in WWE, so I'm going to go ahead and say these are going to be, what, it's eight on each, eight total or eight on each side? Definite, you know, number one roster people, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you'd be, you'd be sticking Lana out there, um, you know, very likely. You'd be sticking Naomi and Natalia out there. You know how I feel about Naomi and Natalia, so less than. But this is your booking, so if you need to, yeah. I've got the I've got the female rosters pulled right. up. So if you need to, a little refresher. Here, uh, no, nope, I'm gonna, I'm just going to pull it up. WWE Women's because theoretically you can't have a champion on there. Uh, theoretically, you can. Um, the only one that you could have would be tag champion. So that would currently have Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross available because they're going after the Queen of the Ring thing. I mean, arguably you could have the champion on there because it's not like they win anything out of it. A crying shame. A crimey shame. (laughs) True. True. Um, It sounded like a crime there for some reason. I don't know why. (laughs) It is a crime. (laughs) Damn shame. All right, I'm going to go with, so, 
Uh, are we including some NXT women? Am I allowed to do that, or is this just... This is the Fantasy Booking Institute. You're allowed to do whatever the heck you want. Okay, so I think I go ahead and include several people from other rosters. Um, um, I'm going to go ahead and do... I'm going to do an 18 or a 16 team tournament or 16 person tournament. Okay. So, uh, on the left side, we're going to start with, well, number one, we have to build something to it. So the queen of the ring, uh, let's go ahead and leave it as it has no value whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> except for they get a robe. Um, and we're going to have, I'm going to go ahead and put, I'm going to put Dana Brooke versus oh Lacey Evans first round match I'm gonna have we can't have Maria right now she's pregnant yep so that's out Uh, I'm gonna have Naomi Naomi um I can't believe they still have the Bellas listed as active people I'm gonna have Naomi versus Tamina in, in, in the Booty versus the brawn. Okay. Yeah. Um, in the second match. Uh, because Sasha doesn't hold the title, I'm going to keep Sasha in. And I will have Sasha face Sasha versus Alicia Fox, because that just makes sense to eliminate Alicia early. <laughs> and then the last one's going to be... Ruby is Ruby back from injury? We're gonna say it's right now. So is Ruby if, back from if you're doing right now, she is not back from injury yet. So I didn't know um, if like there was rumors out there that she was back available or not. No, her injury was apparently pretty big, so she's gonna be out for a bit. Uh, Ooh, so with what we have going on right now, I do think I want to include Natty, and I'm gonna have Natty take on uh, Nikki Cross. I'm leaving Alexa out and putting up, oh, I guess I'll, Sarah Logan, I haven't seen Sarah Logan in ages. Uh, she appeared on SmackDown tonight, uh, briefly running after the 24-7 champion. <laughs> okay, so she, technically she's active, so we're going to put Sarah Logan against Natty. Um, and you're going to be mad about this, but Natty has more coverage right now, so I'm going to go ahead and let Natty win that one. So the first one is Dana Brooke versus Lacey Evans. Of course, you're going to be mad about this. But you really can't win in that match. And Lacey Evans has proven to be more of a draw than Dana Brooke right now. The second one, I don't like Tamina at all. (laughs) I don't like this bracket at all because there's not champions in it. Um, We're going to have Naomi win it. You really hate my picks right now, don't you? <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just excited to see where this goes, especially when you go over to the SmackDown slash NXT. I don't know if you're. Oh, it's brutal because you really only see about seven or eight women on a regular basis. You do. So, um, I had Naomi versus Tamina, and my my third match was Sasha uh, versus that, and that's a Sasha shoe in. Um, and then my fourth match is Natty versus, uh, Sarah Logan. Yeah, Sarah Logan. And I have Natty win that. Um, I think I still have Lacey Evans, uh, win the second round because heels are awesome. God, I kind of want, I kind of want to move to the Natty Sarah Logan so that we can have that Lacey Evans Natty battle happen. 
but we'll skip it. I put it already in the wrong spot. So, um, Sasha's gonna, right now, because Sasha's back, Sasha's gonna have to beat Natty. And Lacey Evans wins her match. Um, and so we've got Lacey versus, uh, Sasha with Sasha going to the finals. On the SmackDown side, God, this is just hideous. We, I should have more warning for this one. <laughs> I could have taken some of the NXT roster, but okay. So Oscar is going to be the number one seed, and she's going to take on. I, I actually really like what I have on my screen right here. Oscar versus Billy Kay. I think that's fantastic. Um, Billy bloody Kay. So I'm going to get Oscar versus Billy Kay with an Oscar just decimating win decimating win um, in the second match uh, because uh, Mella is money I'm going to have Mella and Mella and Lana you know she's still technically an active wrestler even though she's uh, been out pregnant for the last uh, she's the Miz's wife but I, I think they just keep her on there with the, you know, eventually. God, there's so many more back. women on SmackDown. There's so many more options on SmackDown. No, I'm not having Lana. How is Maurice still on the live roster? Ah, I'm gonna, I mean, you have to have Mella in this. So it's gonna be Mella versus Liv Morgan. Who, by the way, I heard a, read a really good article this week about putting Liv Morgan in um, in as kind of a uh, uh, Wyatt family member if they redid the Wyatt family. It was kind of an interesting mm-hmm. article anyway. Um, she said it to kind of just make her a little darker and crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah, that's exactly where I would go. So, okay, so Liv Morgan versus Mella. Mella wins. So we've got a Mella win, and we started off with a... Uh, Oscar win. Um, on the bottom half of this side, uh, I, I you, you can't you can't avoid putting Kyrie Sane on. So I'm gonna have Kyrie Sane, and I'm gonna have Kyrie Sane take on Peyton Royce, um, which means I am just so you know I am leaving out Mandy Rose, who is a recent title shot earner. Um, and then I have, uh, Charlotte versus, uh, Charlotte versus Mickey James. Um, by the way, if, if you don't know who wins those two matches, you really need to watch more wrestling. Kyrie Sane and Charlotte both win. So what we have set up is potentially Charlotte versus Asuka, which is a WrestleMania rematch. We have potentially Charlotte versus Mella, which is uh, a title feud in the past. We have potentially Oscar versus Kyrie, which are tag team partners, uh, or we have Kyrie versus Mello, which we've never seen before. And all four of those turn out a lot better than anything did on Raw. <laughs> anything did on the Raw brand. Um, <laughs> so uh, I go ahead and have Charlotte Charlotte beat Kyrie um, in a banger of a match, absolute banger of a match. And I'm going to have Oscar beat Mella um, in kind of a revenge mode. 
Um, even though Mela is the one who took her title. Or took her, isn't the one who knocked her off. Um, but, you know, got the title when Asuka should have. So that ends us with Asuka versus Charlotte, a rematch of, of, what was that, WrestleMania 33? 34? 30. Good and I, I'm going to have the boss versus Charlotte in the championship, which makes me so Vince McMahon-ish, it's not even funny. But I think that turns out to be a really, really great match still. Okay. And your queen of the ring is? How can you not have it be the queen on the first one? That makes perfect sense. Then she can go out and lord over as as queen Flair. I've I proven I am the queen. I've proven that I am the queen. I am the queen. That's where Very I'm good. at with that. Um, you know, I, I will definitely say, though, as you look at this, SmackDown has a significantly stronger roster. Significantly mm-hmm. stronger women's roster than Raw does. Well, and, and the tough thing is, uh, and this is where it was kind of unfair me springing that on you, uh, it, it's really hard to know who's on what roster, uh, you know, with the wild cards. So, you know, this past few hellish months, uh, it, it was really tough to know. Like, did you know offhand which roster Naomi was on before no, looking I, it up? I, I, no, I didn't. In fact, Mella, who's on TV on the regular, I don't know. Which yeah. didn't know which one she was on. Because she was always out there with our truth on whichever brand he happened to be defending the title. I can say, beyond a shadow of a doubt, I knew three on SmackDown that were for sure on that roster. And that would be Bailey, Asuka, um, and Charlotte. Um, which I guess means I knew four because I also knew that, that Kyrie would have been on that roster if Asuka was. Mm-hmm. But I really didn't even know where, where Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville had landed. Um, yeah. Because of the wild card rule, because the, because we had a draft without a draft. Yeah. You know, like I didn't know Stephanie and Triple H were technically on SmackDown's roster. Yeah. Um, I didn't know I've seen Andrade enough on Raw. I didn't really know for sure that Lena Vega was. I guess if I thought about it, because Andrade is engaged or dating Charlotte, I would have put him on SmackDown. So I would have had to put Zelina on there. And I knew that Zelina was married, is married to Aleister Black. But I didn't remember for sure if he was on SmackDown or Raw. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, this brings up a much larger awareness issue. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully, uh, once the uh, wildcard rule is officially over, once the draft takes place, things will be a lot clearer for it. But it was kind of unfair of me to spring that on you. But I just, that was with rough. the King of the Ring ending, I, I couldn't help but say, let's do this now. Um, I, you know, I probably wouldn't have gone too much different uh, overall. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm a little surprised you didn't include Ember Moon in there somewhere. Uh, but yeah, and I could have on Raw. It's really hard to put 16, 16 of them out. Well, at the end of the day, if you take away just faces, you know, so you got to take away Stephanie, you got to take certain people away. Really, Zelina Vegas wrestled 
maybe half a dozen times since she came up to the main roster. Maybe half a dozen times. And ruling out, you know, battle royals and whatnot. But no, I probably, you know, I don't know. I guess I would have maybe included Alexa Bliss uh, in there if only because of her feud right now, kind of background feud with Sasha, sort of. Yeah, and and I see, and those were the two that I, that I kind of wanted to, but he, at the end of the day, the, the queen of the ring or the king of the ring is about featuring mid-cards. I mean, we've seen more mm-hmm. Chad Gable in the last five weeks than we've had for the rest of the year. Because he's yeah. awesome. And he is. And you and I said it in actual conversation. Dana Brooke has been better recently than we ever remember her being. Ever remember her being. And I'm not saying Although, she's awesome. but Every time I see her, she looks like a different person. She like, keeps changing. Not just... Not like her ring attire is all basically the same, but I don't know if it's her makeup or, or you know, that she's got some work done, but she just looks different almost every time I see her. But, no, that was a rough one, and I apologize for springing it on you, but that's kind of half the fun of the Fantasy Booking Institute, is we can pull these uh, kind of crazy ones out. Absolutely. All right, you ready? Okay. Bring it on. I have to hit you with one. Um, and I don't know if I want to hit you with, with which holiday I want to hit you. But I think I'm going to go ahead and go with Halloween because it's coming up. So um, book the ridiculously over-the-top holiday match for this year's Halloween. Go. Oh, jeez. Over-the-top Halloween match. Uh, I knew I was going to pay for it. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I mean, it's got to be a costume match, of course. Um, and Is it male and, or female? That's the real question. Um, You know, I'm going to keep it male. Ooh, okay. Uh, if only because when you, when you go female, you, you have to walk this line of it's got to, you know, it's got to be a real match. You can't ever look like you're sexualizing them necessarily, sort of a thing. Um, no. And that's that's way too easy to to fall with when it comes to costume matches. Is that you know they they come out uh, dressed as a sexy nurse or uh, you know what I mean? Whereas um, with with the men's roster. Even if they come out dressed as a sexy nerf, it plays off as, as humor rather than than um, exploitive. So um, I think I'm probably going to do it as a tag match. Over the top, tag. Um, oh, I'm paying for this hard. Um, and then it's, it's going to be on Raw just because we've got the, the huge roster there. So, um, may, maybe they even break out the, the name Halloween Havoc for it as just a match name. Ooh, uh, that would and, be ridiculously insulting. It would be, but at the same point, at least they'd be using it, because it's a shame that they have rights to that trademark for Halloween Havoc, and they never use it, ever. So, um... 
So the contestant, we'll do we'll do a a four way tag match, um, because those are always fun and chaos. Of course, the the ring will be surrounded by jack o' lanterns and pumpkin pie and uh, candy and dishes and fog machines because. Well, so the, there's going to be pumpkin pie, so there can be like what, like a food fight. Well, yeah, eventually. Someone's face is going in the pumpkin pie. <laughs> okay. I just want to point out, someone's already edited the Wikipedia page to say King Corbin. Um, that surprises me. It's been two weeks. Yeah, but it surprises me that it's been... Or a week, been, and, week and a day. It just surprises me. I don't know why. So, um, to start off the contestants in it, we're going to have uh, Hawkins and Ryder... Uh, and they will both come out dressed as their favorite uh, old-school wrestlers of, of the day. Uh, I could totally see Hawkins coming out like Macho Man. Um, yeah, brother! I don't know who, who Ryder would necessarily come out as. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know there, are, there are answers that are way too obvious. Yeah. I don't want to go with obvious. But, but so Hawkins and Ryder coming out. We are also going to, I mean, I, I gotta give Heath Slater a spot. Uh, cause he's got kids, man. He needs yeah. a job. Let him uh, take him trick or treating though. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah, true. But he, he's gotta pay for the costumes. So, um, <laughs> so I'm gonna put him out there. He is gonna come out in the skeleton conga line with No Way Jose. Uh, since he doesn't have Rhino to tag with anymore. Uh, I am going to have, um... So, hold on, Skeleton Conga Line. So is Jose in this, or is that just how Heath gets out there? Uh, Jose's going to be a tag partner. Jose's going to be a tag partner. Okay, so this is going to be like a four, like a fatal four-way tag match. Yes, yes. four-way tag match. Okay. So, eight with you. So, so those are our first two teams. I am going to have, um, I'm trying to build up to something, so, um, we're going to have Titus O'Neil come out, because he needs to be used, and what better way to use him than in the over-the-top humor, eventual breakdown food fight, right? Um, so he is going to come out and he is going to team with, let's have him team with Grand Metalik. That would be huge Titus O'Neil, tiny little Grand Metalik, who's already in a mask. So he'll have, I don't know, a special mask. So are they going to play like a boy in his dinosaur by doing that? Uh, potentially. They could do that. It could be fun. And then... Uh, the fourth team is going to be the OC. We're talking Gallows and Anderson. And they're going to be the straight men in this match. They're going to come out there. They're not going to want any of the fun with this. You know what I mean? They're not going to come out and call on the bar in the past. Yeah. Basically, they're going to fill that role. Um, and so the match is going to go down. And of course, it's like always going to break down into. Food fight, someone's gonna get a, uh, uh, 
jack-o'-lantern on their head at some point, me stumbling around. And it's going to end up with just uh, the OC just clean and house with all of them. Gallows and Anderson just destroying them, leaving a pile of bodies and then winning. Uh, just because I, you know, helps make them look strong and all of this. But it also helps them not be taken too serious. So yeah. I think that's how I would do it. So it ends with, it ends How? Well, I mean, of course, like I say, someone's going to go through a table and, and someone's going to get a pumpkin pie in the face. And, uh, but in the end, the OC is going to hit the magic killer on someone. You know, it'd be really cool if that someone was the person with the jack-o'-lantern on their head. Ooh. And then it broke. Yeah. <laughs> Slap. In fact, that could be Heath Slater. <laughs> Just so you know. Those are coming for every major holiday. Oh, yeah? <laughs> so, uh, you might want to start thinking about Thanksgiving and Christmas, or you might <laughs> want to hit me with it before then. Uh, well, you know, that just means I'm going to raise the bar on some of mine again. So. Well, that's vicious. <laughs> you've, <laughs> you've, been, be you've, been, you've been vicious. You, you've flat out threw Lacey Evans' title run at me last week. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> well, like, like I thought we were going to book the fantasies we wanted to see, and when I realized it was to try and stop the other person, you've 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 come solidly into the game with those. I don't think it's to stump the other person. I think it's more to force them to think creatively. <laughs> So speaking of thinking creatively. <laughs> oh, Lord. Here we go. All uh, right. Case number three. I need you to book the WWE debut and initial run of Joey Ryan. Uh, it never happens. <laughs> it just, I mean, let's get honest about this. In reality, it never happens. <laughs> I agree with you. This is the fantasy booking institute. Let's see uh, how it happens. Okay. Um, I think that it goes with a stalker angle of some kind, unfortunately, uh, a la DDP. Um, and Joey Ryan, oh my lord. I, now I have to think vicious because that was going to be nice with my next one and now I can't <laughs> so Joey Ryan um, shows up his first night to uh, I, I can't remember what the pay-per-view was that he showed up with the large phallic um, druids <laughs> that would be all in oh was it was it all in that yeah. he did that at because oh, he was he was dead. I'm doing the air quotes uh, because Hangman Page killed him, and then he showed up with the penis druid. That's right. Okay. So I think he shows up with phallic objects that are not that obviously phallic. Um. 
probably with some almost eerie Chris Jericho looking um, he's coming type things. I don't know if you know where that's going, but um, not even like not even about like they straight up make it Jericho's second second uh, reintroduction save us type thing with the creepy little girl on the playground. And that one still doesn't make sense to me. Um, <laughs> but the the whole video vignettes beforehand, oh, he's coming. And, you know, maybe throw in a, a Val, Val Venus. Uh, did you hear that he's coming? You know, hello, ladies. Hello, he's ladies. Um, <laughs> as the final vignette. Um, <laughs> this is so much fun. Oh my gosh. I would love to do this. I want to book his entrance into anything. <laughs> so, some vignettes that include, um, Sean, what's Sean, what's Venus's real name? Anyway, Sean, whatever. Um, doing the final vignette and being like, hello, ladies. That's right, he's coming, and he does it better than me. <laughs> At which point, most of us would know who it was. And then he shows up during the women's queen of the ring. <laughs> and so he shows up during the women's queen of the ring final and challenges Charlotte after the match to try and kick out of the penis plex. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how Joey Ryan shows up. <laughs> you can see the whole thing. <laughs> the vignettes are the best part for me. I just, I, having the, it end with the, he's coming every single time and you can't put the word on the screen because obviously then you know people are going to know who it is and everybody's going to think it's it's yet another Chris Jericho return the 17th one <laughs> when it's not <laughs> so is he going to stay intergender or is he going to eventually start wrestling oh I think eventually he has normal matches but um, he loses a lot. <laughs> uh, so the real question, does he eventually reunite with Candice LeRae? No, probably not. That That's really the only show you could do it on is NXT. But I had to go main roster because it's a lot more entertaining on main roster. It is. It totally is. Oh. Uh, uh. I love this show. <laughs> well, well, the other one's well, fun, but it's more dialogue. This one is... This show's just messed up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see if I still love this when you give me your next case. Mm. I'm sorry. I've been envisioning giant penises for the last <laughs> five minutes. Um... We're <laughs> uh...
I kind of want to be vicious, but I, I don't. I didn't prepare viciously, so that means I have to spend a whole week preparing viciously. And uh, um, uh, okay, here we go. <laughs> Book Mark Henry as Maria Canellis's baby daddy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> this is this is you being nice or is this you being mean? It's as mean as I could get off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, For those well, who didn't watch back in the era, Mark Henry is the last baby daddy story we had <laughs> when he was sexual chocolate, and he and May Young, uh, eighty-five gave birth to a hand, gave birth <laughs> to a hand. Um. The only thing that would have made it better is if it happened to be Head's hand from Al Snow. That, that, <laughs> it was so bad. Just like this angle's bad. So go, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, the first thing, before uh, Mark Henry even shows up, they continue to have, you know, the Maria Canellas. Uh, saying this person is is the baby daddy, this person is the baby daddy. Um, just because, I mean, they've already started it. They're going to continue doing it, so why not? You know? Uh, she keeps going down the thing, and, and uh, Mike Cadell keeps getting his butt whooped by all sorts of people. Um, but uh, in the background, not the background, but uh, storyline-wise, you also have Maria Canella start walking a little funny. <laughs> if you're if you're a recent wrestling fan and you weren't around for Mark Henry, he is a very big guy, and I'm not talking just tall. Uh, Round. You are so talking Joey Ryan area. Yeah, no, six foot four. And he was billed at around 400 pounds. Uh, big he dude. is a big dude. Big dude. And Marie Canales... Also, legitimately the world's strongest man at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Maria Canales, not a big girl. No. Um, and so uh, you're going to have to have Maria Canales through this storyline start... Um, as she gets farther along in the pregnancy, start wearing a bigger pregnancy belly, too. Uh, just because if we're doing this storyline, Mark Henry's baby is going to be born, like, 19 pounds. He's going to be a big baby. And so she's got to look, by the end of this, just ginormous. Okay. Uh, and... And it's gonna keep going and keep going, and they're not gonna name. Now, who him are the other guys? Who are the other guys that you can throw in here? Oh man, I mean, I because right now we're at Rusev. We're still at Rusev. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, I, I I seriously think you know they just kind of go down the list of any, any guy who's not currently in a feud, uh, especially if they're if they're a heel. Um, because, like, that's the, the biggest problem is it didn't make sense for Ricochet to be in it. Uh, but Ricochet didn't own it. Ricochet's like, no, no, dude, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. I mean, your chick's hot, but no. Um, but that video is, but, uh, you know, Rusev at least being a heel could be like, sure, 
I'm in on, you know, I know I'm not the baby daddy, but I'm going to come out there and kick your ass. Um, and so you could have Cesaro do that. You could have Randy Orton uh, do it. You know? <laughs> Uh, just come out. I don't know how well Randy works. But go if, on. He, if he if he just comes out and RKO's Mike Canellis and then leaves, you know. <laughs> I mean, that's ultimately their their part in this is to come out and beat up Mike Canellis and then leave. And yeah. and and you're going to go down the list of of large heel uh, men in WWE. Um. Maybe even, I hesitate to say call-ups, but uh, some NXT people, um, the, some of the larger ones, like uh, uh, Dominic Dijakovic, I always want to call him Donovan Dijak, and that's such a better name. I always think of Ray Mysterio's kid the first time anybody says Dominic, every time. <laughs> like, you you mean Eddie guy? Guerrero's kid. That's right. Oh, so there have been other children's storylines. Isn't this wonderful? <laughs> um, but so, just kind of go down the list. She keeps getting bigger. Uh, the baby, you know, it comes time for baby to be born. They're in the delivery room. Mike Canellis is there. He says, we still don't know who it is. She's giving birth. The camera is just there. And the sexual chocolate themes start to play. And his eyes get big camera cuts off, end of the episode. The next episode he comes out with uh, his, Mike Canellis I should say, comes out with his air quotes, child uh, and and they said it was going to be a girl or a boy, I can't remember. Boy, it's a boy. I think it's going to be a boy. Okay. Um, so they come Please out God with say his... It's big show. Please God say it's big show. No, no, but uh, but I but I'm thinking they they uh they bring out a obviously like I don't know year old baby as his newborn year old black baby I should say as his newborn. Uh, and he of course obviously knows he's not the daddy at this point. Um, uh. But I say you go with like a twelve year old that's his size. Like a really chubby twelve year old black kid. Well, I I was thinking of like five year old at first, but I decided let's not maybe push it quite that much, but let's have this newborn still be, you know, twenty something. I thought you would go with a hand or, or a foot or something this time. Go on. Nah. I think that I think that's you know, and then you have uh Mark Henry come out and beat the tar out of Mike Canellis and then you end the storyline because that's already way farther than it should have gone. <laughs> well, the other thing you could do is have Mark Henry come out and have this black baby and everything. And have Mark Henry come out. Look at this. Looks nothing like me. Have you seen my last baby? And hold up a giant hand. <laughs> this is obviously not my kid. Uh, oh, that was... <laughs> that was brutal. Uh, this is why we do know. the FBI because it's way too much fun. <laughs> I hope you know this means war, though. <laughs> I'm gonna try and give you at least one serious one next week. You give me two garbage ones this time. 
I mean, they were garbage. They were fantastic. And the Queen of the Ring does need to happen. It needs to happen. Maybe not in exactly the way you booked it, but it needs to happen. No, and I tried to be as legit as possible, but that was just vicious. That's not even something you can laugh about. (laughs) That's hard. Okay. I think I think they have to include the if they legitimately do that. I think you have to include NXT or be like, hey, well, at least you know you're going to get featured once a year, girls, because we only have enough people on the roster to do this. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's garbage. Let's go on. Do you have a little bit of uh, fantasy predicting to do? Is that right? We we do. Considering uh, when this podcast comes out, we will be one week away from AEW Dynamite number one on TNT. I figured now would be the best time for us to kind of um, fantasy predict um, as much as we can as of this point. Ew what we know and that's what four matches five matches four uh four four matches two appearances currently um booked i'm sure there will be more and and as always card subject to change so there's always a chance for that but um so let's kind of start off we've already found out that the first match ever to air on AEW dynamite is going to be cody versus sammy Guevara. um Jeez, I I'll just go. don't know. You can go ahead and go. I'm still thinking. I mean, I think that they're going to leave Cody as as the number one contender. I don't yeah. think they. I don't think they cannot. I mean, that's kind of what I'm struggling with. Is like, I would really like to see Sammy Guevara get a get a win to help establish him in front of the the national audience because he really hasn't had a Cody with a second draw. You know. Potentially, but then you still have to, you know, storyline-wise explain him still getting a a championship shot down the road with two draws. And so I think he's got to have the win. I think it's going to be a hell of a match. I think they're going to pull out all the stops because they want people to tune in and see this match that's unlike anything they've seen on WWE recently. So. Yeah. I as much as I want to choose Sammy Guevara, it's gotta be Cody, I think. I agree with you. Uh just to keep him his him looking strong to lead up to the title match at full gear. Um then uh next on the list, whether it is the next in the show, I actually I think this will probably be the main event, but it, it's the next on the list on AEW dot com. Um the six man tag Featuring the Elite versus Jericho and two mystery partners. So this presents a double uh, yes. prediction. A, who's going to win, and B, who the mystery partners are. Um, and I At think... At this juncture... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you get to make a prediction first on this yeah. one. I, I think... Um, I think at this juncture, it's important, I think, to give Jericho and the mystery partners the win. The two oh, reasons. Geez. For two Damn. reasons. I, <laughs> we're going to predict the same? Yeah. Maybe we'll predict yeah. different partners. Yeah. 
I, I have a feeling we will, because I'm going to kind of go out there on this. But um, but I just think they have to have Jericho and the Mystery Partners win for two reasons. A, I think uh, it helps establish Jericho as the champion, uh, because he's really good, you know, in front of this crowd. It also gives uh, Kenny Omega another loss, which helps his whole... I'm losing it storyline going forward and his heel turn that's going on. If you haven't watched Be- Being the Elite recently, his uh, segments on that are, are really heavily teasing a heel turn. And it's wonderful. Um, as for the mystery partners, I read a... I'm not even going to call it a rumor. I think it's just rampant speculation or maybe even fantasy booking. Um, but when I read this, I was like, that is who, if I were to be doing this, uh, I would do everything I could to do these people. Um, because I think it leads to so much good down the road. Uh, the mystery partners, everyone's thinking it's going to be the artist formerly known as LAX, whatever their new name is in AEW, because they don't own the rights to that. I would like it to be the Motor City Machine Guns. Saban and Shadow. Oh, how fantastic would that be? How fantastic that would that so be? Much better with, that fits so much better with Jericho. Yeah. Oh, it does. Oh. And, and they, they, they've had a similar career trajectory to the Young Bucks in lots of ways, but rarely have they crossed paths with the Young Bucks. Um, oh. uh, just, a, just a, a brief That's time with both rumor, of them in TNA. I, that's what I said. I'm not even. I'm not even calling that rumor or innuendo. I think that's entirely fan booking. But that is who I would love to see. Plus, just this whole. You know, Alex Shelley retired uh, about a year ago. A little bit over yeah. there, maybe closer to two. Um, and and kind of broke my heart because I love the Motor City Machine Guns and Saban. Just kind of lost for a while um, without without Shelly and recently Alex Shelly has come out of retirement and he's been wrestling in Ring of Honor um, which which I don't know if he's got a contract uh, with them it's exclusive or if he's on a per appearance deal um, I don't know what Saban's contract is once again this is entirely speculation there is no evidence behind this this is just what I would love for it to be and um, but they had, they really never have been able to have the matches against, uh, the Young Bucks that they, that they should. So, uh, this can set up a feud with the Young Bucks between, uh, the Young Bucks and Motor City Machine Guns. Um, and then, of course, uh, Jericho versus, uh, Kenny Omega can be a little bit of a feud, uh, after this loss as well. So, I think that's it's already been a feud, though. I yeah, mean, it's already and been a match. It's not a bit of feud. It's been a yeah, match. It can, it can go back to it. He can he can be trying to get his uh, mojo back via Jericho. So that's my prediction. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be wrong on the mystery partners, but I cannot help but hope. Yeah, that's that that's a fantastic. That's like a fantasy book even that, that you know would have been a lot of fun if you just said ADA Babe book Motor City Machine Guns uh, in AEW then you know I maybe would have had a little bit of fun with that because that would have been awesome I didn't want to tip my hands 
Yeah, well, so who do you have? <laughs> um, I also have Jericho winning because I think you have to build up Jericho. Um, I think that I, I, I truly believe the uh, young young bucks need a loss. Need a loss. I think you can develop. Kenny Omega is is okay as a face. He's likable because he's so good and goes so charismatic. But we've seen this before where there was a wrestler who was... There's there's a guy who I'm a huge fan of that you know I'm a huge fan of in The Miz that's just better as a heel. Um, mm-hmm. That said, if I was going to choose a team other than LAX, because I think we're all pretty much... Rumors have it being the artist formerly known as LAX or whatever we're going to call them. Um, if I had to choose a team setup that makes sense to me, um, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, um, both of the New Age Outlaws are now out of WWE because didn't didn't Jesse James leave WWE? Um, I think he's still working in NXT. I think oh, he left right. his position yeah. in SmackDown. Yeah, I think in SmackDown. Ah, eh, that ruins my fun. Because I, I suddenly want to throw in a fantasy booking, and old guys versus young guys would be kind of fun, especially if Jericho's what carries the old guys. Like we know that that the New Age Outlaws can't beat the Young Bucks. Like you're eighty mm-hmm. and they're like twenty. <laughs> like it's, it's just not going to happen, um, and I think I think it's a wonderful smack in the mouth to to uh, to a much improving brand. So I probably shouldn't want to smack him in the mouth, but I do. <laughs> um, otherwise, you know, in, in terms of uh, our our uh, Garrett Bischoff and. Uh, Oh, you know who I'm talking about. Garrett Bischoff. Um, yeah, um, from in, uh, yeah. Impact. Um, I can't remember yeah. what his name was. Yeah, it's... Uh, uh, he's, he's the son of a Hall of Famer. Won the won the, won the Intercontinental title. Uh, Patterson. Isn't it Pat Patterson's yeah. kid? Um, um, yeah, I'm trying to remember what his name was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, moving forward. Um... If we could get them away from Impact and do that, I, I think that that has some serious sting to it, serious sting to it uh, in AEW, and I really think it starts helping, especially if you pull off what you wanted. I mean, you've got you've got by far the best tag team division in the world. In uh, West Briscoe, by the way. West Briscoe, it was Gerald Briscoe's kid. Yep. Um, so Garrett Bischoff and West Briscoe. Um, I think he's Gerald Briscoe's kid, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, or at least Kayfabe. I think he is in real life, though. In real life. <clears throat> um, and so, uh, I love that you do the fact-checking right here while we're doing this. It's like <laughs> having our own Randy Andy Dadson with us. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, Love wait. a plug, we... Wrestle Talk, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? That's that doing wink? <laughs> um, anyway, I yeah, it would be uh, that's the team I would like to see that is not 
you know, currently wrapped up in being destroyed, being ruined by uh, WWE or, um, yeah, you know. But if 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 we want to do an old guys versus young guys, yeah, I'd love to see the New Age Outlaws show up and put on just a garbage match against the Young Bucks. I never liked him. I never liked him as the champs. It was so bad, so bad. Yeah. Okay, match but, number three on the list: Riho versus Nyla Rose. Yeah, you I know mean, the heart. The heart wants Riho because he, I have kind of fallen for the the face heel setup but the reason I chose Nyla Rose was because there was another there was another feud going on in the battle royal um and dang she just impresses she's just a really good large athletic female like like flat out she's ODB five or ODB ten years ago twelve years ago like she can do some stuff in the ring uh, Bull Meccano from the 90s. It just reminds me so much of, of that in terms of its, it's, it's like strong style with a big chick, you know? Like, yeah. it, it's, I, I'm gonna go with Nyla Rose. There's, there's a heart that wants a, wants a face champ. Um, but I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Nyla Rose. Well, yeah, rather, I mean, I, as a heel, I just, everybody knows that Riho's great. I think Nyla Rose has the most to gain by putting the championship on her to start off. I just I don't see how Adam Page. Yeah, I don't see how you cannot put it on Nyla. Um, she's she's just the the name that you have to kind of build for that. Um, it's it's a it's very interesting match because you've got big versus little um, there, and like you yeah. say, your heart really wants to re- for Rio, um, but. You know, it there, sets up a little bit of the division if Nyla wins. The other thing is, it also means that things have gotten kind of predictable already in AEW if Riho yeah. wins, because it's the winner of the one-on-one match that wins both of the championships. Yeah. But I think I think Rather like you and I have talked before about how a uh, heel champion uh always works better at least for long term storylines. Yeah. Because then you can have the long term storyline of the underdog face uh trying to work. And Nate, way Nyla's through. the right kind of heel. Nyla's the if if Goldberg had ever been a heel, that's the type of heel Goldberg would have been. Uh Kane early in his career type of heel. Not a whole lot of uh very similar to Shanna Baszler without the talking. Mm-hmm. I mean seriously. Um just vicious. Just I kick the crap out of people. That's what I do. Yeah. I don't know. So that's, I, that's what I, I just see. like that. I don't see how it cannot be Nyla. Um, I just like you say, your heart wants it to be Riho, but your brain knows it's got to be Nyla. I think. So we're three for three. I think. Um, I'm agreeing uh, about the match outcomes. You yeah, have a agree. way cooler fantasy book there, though. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sad. I mean, that's all right. Go on. Um, and then the like, final did match. You, did you just breathe on your fingernails and rub them on your chest? I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad you got oh, that. Oh, sure. 
Okay. And then you the final match. on the phone with me here. Final match confirmed um, is MJF versus Brandon Cutler. And I'll go first on this one. Um, <laughs> I think we're going to be four for four because we both want to see the same person. That's well, my guess. I'm going to guess you're, because you know who I'm picking here. Oh, it's got to be MJF. They got to be building him up as, as the heel. Um, but kind of like with Riho, there's the part of your heart that kind of hopes Brandon Cutler is the one who walks away. No, nope. nope. um, there's no part of my heart that hopes that way. <laughs> It's done. Uh, I want to see the story. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because I, I watch Being the Elite more than you do, and so you know I've I've come to know more about him over the over the months. And he's kind of a a true like underdog, heartwarming story about you know he almost gave up wrestling years ago entirely just so that he could support his family, um, and. Uh, became friends with the uh, Young Bucks and worked his way up and started his wife and him uh, produce uh, ring gear for people to earn money and uh, he just started hanging out with the Young Bucks and helping them with being the elite and uh, eventually started getting more bookings and eventually got uh, not just one contract but two contracts one as a wrestler and uh, the other as uh, one of their producers for being the elite and uh, his wife also got um, not a contract, I think, but a, but a, a agreement to um, provide ring gear for a lot of the wrestlers. So, you know, but it's just got to be yes, yes. <laughs> um, just if I, I don't know if you got to see any of the heel promos that he cut this week. Uh, he got a, a wonderful one on Brandon Cutler um, on being the elite, and then he just posted. Um, and it's, it's, it's just so wonderful how, how well he trolled the world with this. But he just posted a picture of him post-workout, just a, a, a mirror selfie showing off his muscles. Uh, and he just tagged it with, I don't play D&D, um, as a rib to Brandon Cutler, who very well known plays D&D. But it just set the, uh, Twitterverse on fire. Uh, with everyone just coming at him about, you know, how's D&D. And that, as a person who plays D&D, I, I understand that part of your heart that's like, hey, he's attacking me. But just out of nowhere, everyone, even Joe Manganiello, uh, uh, who famously plays D&D, posted a picture, a, a mirror selfie after his workout. And if you know Joe Manganiello, you know he is a Stacked ripped, dude. And so he says, I do. But I just think that is just expert level trolling, and that's why I think it's got to be MJF. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the at the end of the day, um, we had a conversation, I believe, on the first... Um, the first uh, uh, WBU and it might have been FBI, but one of the first two podcasts we did um, where I mentioned how great The Miz is as a heel. I said, I don't know that there is a better one in the market. Um, and you quickly reminded me that there is a guy by the name of Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And holy cow, you know, the more, like you watch his vignettes from pretty much any time in his career and, Man, he's a wonderful tool. 
I mean, he's just such a great salt of the earth man. Tool. Oh, salt, salt of the earth. earth. Uh, nah, I, I wouldn't call him salt of the earth. They've gone. Oh, oh my gosh. Just a he's uh, just a wonderfully vile human being. Yeah. Just so vile. <laughs> and so fantastic. Oh, he's so good at it. Oh. And and the sea stuff, like, from what I hear, he he's better than than Mark Calloway at maintaining character oh. in public. Oh, yeah. I saw a video of him berating a kid in a wheelchair at uh one of the Starcades, I think it was. Um because the kid wanted a picture with him or something like that. Just, oh, just living the game. Yeah. And so, the only uh, other thing to I have, don't think that's who he really is. I think if you can tell, like, if it was out in public and you couldn't tell who he was, but I think as soon as somebody realizes that it's Maxwell Jacob Friedman, you're going to get that character. No, and I think that's the crazy part. But the only other things we have on the on the menu so far for the first episode is uh, John Moxley is going to make an appearance and Hangman Page is going to make an appearance. Um, and I'm sure both of them are going to be hyping um, or pitching their next match. We don't know who Hangman's next match is yet. And so it's Pac. It's Pac. Yeah, it's got it. Well, yeah, I guess we, I should say we don't know when his next match is, but it's going to be Pac. But we, we really don't know... His next feud will be Pac. It may not be his next match. You may, you, we may have a match with him and Janela or something, you know, and Pac interferes. You know, so that's yeah, that's all we have uh, booked for that so far. I do want to give a lot of praise to AEW for having so much of it already announced. It's one of the problems that I see with WWE right now is that you don't know what is going to take place on any given Raw or SmackDown or NXT until usually about the day before. No, hell. You know, they send out some tweets the day before saying, hey, this is going to happen. Um, and, and I know it's because they don't know what's going to happen because they don't know what uh, Vince is going to change on things. But yeah. Oh, just put Brock Lesnar on the poster. Vince, he hasn't been here at six different shows that you've had us put the thing on. Fans are getting mad. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And so, you know, <laughs> and you and I both remember the, the glory days of the Monday Night Wars, but you always had at least one or two matches for the next show. And one has been announced for Raw next week. One significant yeah. one has been announced for Raw next week. There's a world title match next week. Or a universal title match. Yeah. And it's the first time in a long time that they've done that. So, I give them credit too, but AEW has been announcing these matches for their shows um, all month since, I mean, uh, even more than that, since they announced when the TNT shows were going to be. Now, here's hoping they continue to do it, that they don't, once the shows start up on the regular, you know, fall back and and just do the the regular day-to-day announcement sort of thing. But I want to give them credit for that right now and, and applaud them. Um, the other yeah. thing that we'll ha- we'll talk about on probably on the WBU 
uh, later this week is uh, go through the uh, tag team tournament. Uh, but we don't need to do that this time because it does not start until the second week of uh, October. Uh, AW. So we're going to have at least a week to predict those matches. Um, I do want to throw I, one quick question at you. Okay. And this is it's sort of fantasy booking ish, but I didn't. It's it's a polite one, and I I had to drop it off. But I, we don't have time between now and the next fantasy booking. It was one of them that I was thinking about this week, and it will be a moot point next Tuesday when we record this. And so the question I have for you is, when the fiend interferes next week in the match, and he attacks Ray. Will he be t- attacking a legend or an active roster member? <laughs> uh, well, huh. I think I think you have to consider him an active roster just because uh, he's got an active storyline going on. But but yeah, that is that is right up his alley, though. Um, <laughs> And, and there's about the only thing with it is we know that that's going to happen. I mean, there's no way that that's, the dis- that's really actually the disappointing part. That was the, the part I was disappointed about on Raw. Why did he attack Braun? It didn't make sense. Of yeah. course, a fiend doesn't make sense. So that might yeah. be part of the reason he's doing so much. What but what really didn't make sense is he attacked Braun but did not attack Seth. He just looked menacingly at Seth. It's because I want to be your friend. See in hell. <laughs> that is such a great line. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> All right. We're that. That's it for the night. Is there anything else we had? I just wanted nope. to throw that question in. Yep, okay. Nope. That's all we have for this. So. Now let's this record. This is by the- far our most vicious episode of Fantasy Booking Unit. It is. It was. Sure, um, it's also in institute. institute. Yeah. It also was our longest, I think. So I'll see if I can edit it down to a little closer to half an hour. But yeah. Well, sure. there's a there's a bunch in my first in my first part. Yeah. Um. That. Uh. That when had a lot when of you're that. just looking up stuff, so yeah. Yeah. So there's a fair amount of mine too, but okay. Let's record the intro and the outro. Okay, for real, what was that? (laughs) Uh, That was fun times, what that was. (laughs) It was incredible. That was definitely the most fun we've had doing this. Um, I I apologize. I, I, I still probably need to apologize that my last one... Um, was as vicious as it was off the top of my head, but I think that's <laughs> promise for the future. Is what that uh, is. It, it's war, is what it is. It's war. <laughs> so you're saying Raw has been war is war? <laughs> <laughs> but that is all we have for this week on the visit from the FBI. Um, as always, uh, we invite you to follow us. On Twitter, I am at Raw and Order WBU. Uh, da Fabe is at D A I M K Fabe. That's right. It's as you read it at Dame K 
Fabe. Exactly. I, um, really, also, I really should have had it raw in order WVU. <laughs> or raw in order FBI. Maybe I can change to raw in order FBI. Uh, maybe. Maybe I can be we'll, the other fast. We'll get that figured out, but we also but want you to. <laughs> We also want you to like, share, and subscribe. Follow us on whatever your podcast uh, choice uh, is. Uh, make sure to give us five-star reviews because they help us get into everyone's earwaves. Um, and like I said, always go anchor.fm. You can leave us a voice note. We get one that we like. We're going to play it on the show. Uh, leave us your fantasy booking. Uh, give us some challenges for that so that it's not just us coming up with crazy crap for each other to book. And, you know, to get ready for the WBU in a few days, you can always tweet at us or leave us a voice note with your wrestling crimes that you spotted this week. Or even cold cases. But, well, once again... And, and also, remember, if you have your own podcast with Anchor.fm, tag us on Twitter at one of them. We'd love to listen to your podcast, too. Yes, we're always looking for stuff. I'm on patrol for 10 hours a day, most days, so give me something to listen to. But and once I'm again, an attorney, thanks so for listening. I only worked about three hours. <laughs> but thanks for listening, and we will see you on the next episode of A Visit from the FBI. <laughs>